Hey, 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 everyone. This is Wendy Susan Richmond, a.k.a. Wild Wendy. What? <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Uh, back in the late 1980s, I was known as Wendy Gone Wild. Okay. This was way before Girls Gone Wild got popular. And, uh, but we're going to talk about this today because I was wild Wendy and I was marketing and not even knowing what I was doing, but I had, uh, somehow I figured all this stuff out and, you know, I always wanted to I'll just kind of tell you a little backstory first is that, you know, I always wanted to be an actress. So right after college, I drove across country to pursue my dream. I went to Los Angeles and I ultimately became a waitress. Yes. And, you know, even though I never became the actress of my dreams, I did start singing at that time. I always uh, enjoyed singing. I used to go to the local talent nights in Los Angeles. And this pretty much set me on my course to becoming Wild Wendy. So after three and a half years of not making it as an actress in uh, Los Angeles, I moved to Tampa, Florida. You know, back then I was young and I thought that I, if I was close to another studio, Universal Studios, I would somehow become an act, the actress of my dreams. Um, no, never happened uh, yet again. <laughs> so, you know, during my time in Tampa, I auditioned to become a karaoke VJ. Now, if you don't know what karaoke is, it is when you go to a bar or a party and they have a DJ type of person standing up in front of everybody and you can pick a song that has a main, the main singer's voice taken out of the track and you can sing to it. Well, I mean, it could really be a fun time. And it turned out that I was pretty good. Uh, I was a pretty good VJ. Um, and I mean, who knew? I really loved to sing and getting the crowd uh, uh, up engaged uh, seemed to come naturally to me. You know, I did this in Tampa and for about a year. And finally, my time in Tampa came to an end. So uh, I moved to Brooklyn, New York and lived with my brother, Eric. Now, since I had that experience in Tampa with being that uh, karaoke VJ for another company, I decided to start my own karaoke business. And my brother, Eric, he loaned me the money to get my portable karaoke sound system. And then it was time uh, to sell my services. You know, back then I had no sales training or marketing training. I, I mean, I just knew that I needed to be out there talking to people and showing them what I could do. And here are some things that I did to build my karaoke business uh, to a raging success. Now, first off, just so you know, it it, did, it didn't come easy. I mean, I I had to have a hook. I needed something to get people's attention. And what was uh, going to get people's attention? What kind of hook could I use? And I was told that I was pretty wild when I was up uh, up there singing and engaging the audience. So I decided to call myself Wild Wendy. Thus, Wild Wendy was born. An interesting thing about the name is I was wild as far as my energy, but many thought or maybe hoped that I was wild in other ways. Nope, nope, that wasn't me. Uh, but uh, what differentiated myself from the slew of other karaoke VJs at that time, it was, it was in every bar, uh, is that I never really liked it when people got up and sang, <laughs> when they got up to sing. I was kind of one of those people that I wanted to sing the entire night. I wanted to entertain everybody and I wanted to run the show. So I positioned myself as come and sing along with Wild Wendy. Now, my other tagline, as I said at the very beginning, was Wendy Gone Wild. And that was what my show was called. And again, people showed up because, uh, you know, I know they were expecting a different kind of show possibly, uh, but instead they got a whole ton of energy and a killer time. I mean, I used to go 
uh, four hours straight up to six hours straight, no breaks. I didn't never took a break. And I just like cranked the music and sang. And if nobody was there to sing, I sang, I sat up there in front of everybody. And, and if I didn't have anybody in, uh, I said, okay, I challenge you pick a song and, and I'll sing it and see what you think. You see if I could sing, you know, this, uh, a song. And of course, one of them was, uh, Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I did that well, but it was fun nonetheless. And uh, and then also when, you know, I mean, I had many, many, many shows where nobody showed up or I had one person in the audience and, you know, the show must go on. So I had to sit there for four hours and keep that one or three people entertained for the four hours. So I got really good at, uh, at standing up on stage and, and, uh, but I, you know, it was night after night after night, I did this for just, uh, a couple of years and it was, it was a crazy good time, but it was a lot, a lot of work. You know, another thing that I did when it came to selling my shows was to get testimonials from everyone who paid me to come to their, their bar party. So I, at the end of every show, I'd give them a survey that I, I put in a binder and then, once I got all I got all these surveys, I had them in a binder. So when I went out to see prospective buyers, uh, I would have some proof that I knew how to give them a great show. Now, another thing I did, even back in the 80s, is that I took a video camera and I videoed my shows and I put together a short reel that I showed any uh, uh, all my prospective buyers that uh, so they could actually see what I do. So it's, one thing is to read it, but I really wanted them to experience it with me. And so that's why I pulled out. I had one of those mini Back at the time, you could put a mini tape player in it. It was like a little mini uh, player with a with a with a uh, a TV uh, you know screen on it, and I used to carry that around with me. So I would show that as part of my presentation to people, and you know I, I put this together myself. I didn't pay a videographer, so again, it wasn't the highest quality, but I just did it. You know, that's a kind of one of those things. You just got to go and do stuff. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but you got to get it out there. And I made sure, you know, I got lots of video of me with a group of people having a great time. Also showed a packed bar because that is the end goal. That's what the bar owners really wanted was a packed bar so they could sell more drinks to people. Uh, I uh, positioned also what I could do was to give them what they wanted, right? Was it that packed bar? I told them that over a few weeks, I would take a night and totally transform it. And once people experienced that fun, they would tell others in the word would spread. And this is, and that, uh, this is what, uh, was the bar, uh, to be in, right? So people would start spreading the word cause they were having such a good time. And, you know, something interesting happened when I was down in Florida, even doing this, uh, karaoke, uh, for the other company, uh, I was in Florida in Tampa, Florida on Monday nights during football season. So everybody knows how, uh, important Monday night football is even to a big uh, a bar restaurant uh, in a hotel that has a humongous screen so they could actually see the bar. I mean, see the, the game, sorry. Uh, but it turned out they wanted me instead. I pulled in more people every week than they could have gotten by actually what people coming in to see Monday Night Football on a big screen. So that was pretty, pretty fun. You know, and but the way I did it and the way I sold it, it worked time and time again. You know, I, I also, something else I did was I gave them an introductory fee. So I kind of stepped them in so I could get my foot in the door. I made a deal with them that if I produced, right, there's a key, and their night grew, then they would pay me more. And uh, all, uh, all accepted that, uh, the offer to try it. And yet not all were fair. You know, some I actually did pack their bar, and they didn't give me my due fees, and, and even though I did grow the night for them. And those uh, slime bags, well, you know what? I never went back. 
So I, I held my ground and, and I didn't get pushed around by anybody. And I had a, uh, you know, really nice logo made. I did that professionally and uh, posters made to put up in the bars to promote that I would be there. I even made tapes as an upsell for people who wanted to have a copy of their singing uh, to their favorite song. So I was, you know, doing, I was doing really well. I mean, the, the hardest part was uh, that it was the most fun and the hardest I ever had because I used to sell the shows by cold calling on bars from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Then I would do the shows from 8, 8 p.m. to 2 p.m. To, excuse me, 8 a.m. 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then get up and do it over again. You know, I would load up the equipment into my Volkswagen minivan, up and down two flights of stairs before and after the shows. I mean, it was crazy. I did so much work back there. And it's like I was just nonstop from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. every single night. And, you know, back then I was one of the highest paid karaoke VJs. I mean, even bands didn't get the pay that I was getting. And it was because I was able to produce and actually increase business for my clients. And I worked six days a week and sometimes Sundays because that's the birthday parties were done then. And I was uh, young and entrepreneurial. You know, and interesting how I just knew that I needed to do certain uh, things a certain way to be able to build this business. And that experience that laid the foundation uh, to what I do today. And I am so grateful for that fun and that extremely hard time in my life because it's really, uh, it set me up for, for things that are happening today. So I hope you, you know, could take something from this story and utilize it in your own business. And thank you for spending a few minutes with me. This is uh, Wendy Susan Richmond. Uh, again, make it a great day. You have a choice of how you make your days. Make it a great day. And remember what marketing does rock.